Hello and welcome to the Winner Winner Podcast, a gaming podcast focused on player unknowns battlegrounds. I am your host Arjuna, and today I'm joined by my co-hosts Robin. Yo. And Alex. Howdy. And before we go any further, I just want to say how excited I've been to be playing the new desert map. Woo! Fucking love it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I'm super envious because I've been traveling this past week, and so I just haven't had a chance to play it nearly as much as I would have liked. I think I've done about two hours, I want to say, maybe two to three hours. i uh, played some solos, also played a few duos and squads, but... Um, Oh man, I'm just oh, I'm just itching to get in there. Uh, have you guys had a chance to play the new map at all? I I can't play it enough. Like I just don't have enough time to play this map as much as I want to. <laughs> <laughs> but I've played probably like twenty rounds on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... you know, I'm sitting at about the same, probably about the same now. For mm-hmm. for a number of rounds that I've played. Um. But you've gotten chicken dinners on it, Rob. Just one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no dinners for me yet, unfortunately, but I'll be working on that as soon as I get back. Uh, a friend of the podcast, Henry, has just been churning them out. That guy's a machine. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're all just stoked about this map. Um, we're going to talk about it all episode, but quickly before that, just uh, want to talk about the news. Version 1.0 is being released on December 20th, and that's a really huge milestone. I mean, this game's been in early access since March of 2017, I want to say. And um, so, you know, releasing 1.0 is just a massive, massive accomplishment. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Now everybody can legitimately gripe about the issues. Yeah, I kind of wonder. <laughs> I, I really wonder how arbitrary that release date is. Oh, it, it feels arbitrary. It, it does, considering the state that the test server is in currently. Um, it definitely feels like an arbitrary date to me. Yeah, yeah. It, it's hard to say. Like maybe they're going to. I, I don't know at what rate they're releasing updates to this test server versus internally their their builds and who knows. By the time uh, December twentieth rolls around. Maybe everything will just work. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, speaking of just working, like we should maybe bring up what the main problems are with it currently. Um, The main one I'm noticing is early game desync for the desert map. Rubber banding Um, in particular. Definitely a lot of that. And sometimes it's just totally debilitating, like Mm -hmm. to the point of being kind of motion sick after yeah. playing for like yeah. 30 seconds. Where <laughs> right. I, I will just opt to just stand still for like 20 seconds at a time instead of trying to fight the desync. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes it's better to just drop late and wait for some of that to pass. Yeah, definitely when you're dealing with rubber banding. Um, sometimes it's even best to just drop in a remote area. Um, or yeah, drop late and just try to avoid getting any fights for the first few minutes because otherwise it's just murder um also you know i've been noticing just some crashing uh had some crashing in not in my games but people i've been playing with have been crashing also uh seeing some streamers having issues with that as well oh yeah to me and alex (laughs) 
<laughs> and uh, that game, somebody got an arm and somebody else got an og. And, uh, and I just fell into a pit uh, yeah. on the side of a cliff. <laughs> it was my first time getting the og. And like Alex and Liz were both stuck in a hole. <laughs> and so I, the other random guy on our team, I was just like, hey, I, I have things to do. Do you want this og? I, I have to go. And I just gave him my og and like put my, my character on auto run. But um, so it goes. Yeah, it's nothing we haven't seen before. Uh, hopefully they'll have it dealt with by the time they release it on the 20th. Um, you know, hopefully they're allocating some extra server resources for that big release date. I mean, of course, hoping that they do actually release on time. Um, hopefully they will leave the test servers up if they don't. Oh, I'm yeah. sure that they'll they'll keep that. Yeah. That that would be I th- I feel like that would be a a pretty pretty bad move on their part to give us something so juicy and then just take it away. Right. It, well, that was the original plan, right? Yep. Originally yeah. they were going to just show, you know, do the test server and have it live for only a couple times before the release date, but people on Reddit who knows where else, pushed back so hard that uh, they were like, fine, we'll just leave the test servers up until <laughs> until right. the, it gets released. Which actually gives me some hope, because I don't know if they're actually patching this anymore since that initial test hmm. sequence. I, th- I have seen a couple of patches, but they're probably waiting to update the kind of juicier big fixes um, until the actual release date. Maybe not. I mean, if I had a test sure. server, I would be releasing as I developed, but um, you know, so if we're still seeing desync and crashes, um, yeah. maybe, maybe they've got it figured out and they're just waiting for the release. Now, one thing I haven't seen is hackers, which is nice. True that. I, I don't know if just because it's the test server, but um, yeah, maybe they've got some new anti- Cheating technology in there too. That's a good question. So, I did hope. notice I did get hacked on the main server, um, yeah. if, within the last few days. Right. So, yeah. so they're uh, they're evidently sticking to the traditional to the traditional game, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder how much of that is just that hackers haven't figured out they haven't had the time to figure out how to do it on this new map yet. Could be, certainly could be, and I'm sure they've they've done some stuff to try to make it harder. Um, but you know, I well, let's. I won't. I won't go down that rabbit hole. We'll we'll stay focused on the new server and the new updates. We'll that we'll save that for another time because that's its. It deserves its own podcast. Its own episode. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully, we never have to do one on it because they're going to have it fixed by the time we have to choose that topic. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully not with PUBG specifically, but it, it is, you know, it's an issue in all first-person online. Yeah, well, one thing I have noticed is that if they do have some new anti-cheat technology, it certainly does not seem to have impacted the performance of the game in fact, I think, uh, you know, apart from the obvious server lag issues that we're seeing on the test server, but just in general, the my frame rates have been super fantastic on this new map. Um, 
they've done a really, really good job of whether it's optimizing the engine or optimizing the map. I, I don't know which one. Have you played Erangel with the, the new update um, in the test server? Because it's, it is like butter. It, it is just so smooth and it, and it looks nice too. They've, they've changed some of the, the you know, lighting technology um, and the shadow technology. And I just, I feel like even though I've played hundreds of hours on Erangel, it still, it feels kind of fresh and new to me because of how much better the game is performing um, on, on Erangel. And uh, yeah, and, and the, uh, the new map, it performs quite nicely as well once we get past the rubber banding anyways. Hmm. Well, that makes me wonder if they have made some changes to their engine then instead of optimizing the individual maps. It, it's probably a whole combination of a lot of things. And I don't know, they might have incorporated some of that new technology that, um, that uh, the Fortnite makers, um, the Unreal Engine people, you know, so... Because they, you know, they they've been working on Fortnite, and by doing that, they've solved some of the problems technically, and they've pushed that back into the Unreal Engine, which is filtered or that's kind of gone downstream to Bluehole. So hopefully, they've picked that those changes up too. Um, I I'm guessing it's a whole slew of a lot of th- different things. Yeah, maybe that's part of the silver lining of of the way that all worked out. Because you know, I know that. Blue Hole was initially had some consternation around the Battle Royale mode in Fortnite, but um, maybe that's part of the silver lining of them uh, working on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I thought it was kind of funny, too, when they released the new map and all the, the um, uh, vaulting and everything like that on the, on the test server. It was like that weekend Fortnite was releasing a limited time 50v50 um, event. And I don't know if it was just coincidence. I mean, it is December, so, you know, everybody's vying for, for eyeballs. But uh, but it seemed <laughs> kind of... The, the timing was, was interesting. Yeah, totally. We'll see how that continues to unfold over time. So I'm just really curious to hear from you guys like about this new map, what are some of your thoughts about the map specifically from playing it? Uh, what are you excited to explore? Like, what are you excited to dig into, and and how does that affect the way you play? Well, I think getting rid of grass was actually a really good decision, um, because I love Erangel, but one of the biggest drawbacks is this render distance on grass so you're, you're it's in the short and mid-range that's your it, it's a big ally to camouflage um but as soon as you're outside of that draw distance you can think that your ass is covered but it's not and uh your ass is grass your ass is grass right and and in um and miramar that's just not really an issue because grass is kind of far in between and and the little patches that it's on, like I, I think that they designed it nicely so that you're not under that false illusion anyways. So yeah, this is a really interesting point I wanted to talk about. How does that change the way that we play, not being able to hide as easily, just going prone in the grass all of the time? Yeah. There's yeah. no more like the sneaky snake 
outlook in me is just gone. Like I never <laughs> look for sneaky snakes in the same way anyway, yeah. which I kind of miss. Like I, I kind of just wish that grass would render at long distance for Erangel. And so you could use it as camo at long range, but I, you know, for computational reasons, that's very difficult to pull off for a 100 person server. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But and yeah, it's like, it's all about trees, rocks and terrain now. Yes. Yes, um, yeah. If you're out in the open. Right, right. And and because they varied the, the height um, on the terrain so much, it's it does give you the opportunity to go prone and get behind those mm -hmm. little berms. Um, th yep. That's something yep. I like. Yeah, um, not to mention bush are. camping, too. <laughs> but, and also in the southern part of Miramar, um, there is actually grass like around the prison area and mm -hmm. just, I've noticed it's a bit more vegetated down there mm -hmm. and the, the vegetation, the trees are different down there too. There's this kind of like biome thing they have going on with this, just like slight changes. Right. Um, and I haven't actually had a chance to like have an end game down there where sneaky snaking or, or seeing a sneaky snake has occurred. And so I'm not, I'm curious how well it works as cover. Yeah. I'm really interested to talk more about, how the overall landscape of Miramar changes the way that we approach strategy, because obviously it's a very different landscape. Um, it's a lot more variegated than on Erangal. Um, there's a, a lot more vertical action. We've got these steep mesas and these really bumpy hillsides, and that's definitely going to end up making a big impact on how people play this map. Right. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I I feel like it's it's happened to me a lot more where I get hit from a long range on this map and I don't know where it's coming from. But that that happened a lot in Erangel too. But in this game, I was watching some other streamer recently. I think it was WTF Moses, and he was doing a video on the map, and he said that the the lines of sight in this map were a lot smaller. Hmm. And I totally disagree. I think that the sight lines in this map far and wide are extremely long yeah um, i mean as soon as you get outside of the city and you get up on any of the uh on any of the rocks yep uh it's yeah the, there, the there's a center. lot of those opportunities on this map um, and, and you don't have the big trees with lots of foliage to mm, cover you right right you might, basically we're left with the tree trunks without the tree foliage um, right and so covering being seen from a distance is a lot more likely now if you decide to hunker down, there's a lot of little terrain places to hide into and mm -hmm. trees and things like that. But while you're moving, I think you're extremely vulnerable on this map. Mm -hmm. And so I've noticed for myself, a strategy I, I'm starting to adapt to is pretty much go for the center of the circle. Um, once the circle starts to get to like the, the fourth and fifth, maybe even third circle, because I don't want to be covering a lot of terrain when there's a high concentration of people because you're going to get spotted and you know the the weapon choice for this map is definitely long range too oh yeah for so, sure I, um, well that's where i think vehicles come into play with with movement as mm -hmm. as well because if you've got somebody that's long distance um they're going to have a pretty hard time if you're you know if you've got that volkswagen um van for example uh just the last game I was playing, people tried pretty hard to get hits on me, but they just, they couldn't, they were too far away. They were hitting the vehicle, but not hitting me. Right. 
<laughs> I was watching that scene, and you were moving really slow. Yeah. <laughs> and their bullets were hitting all over on it. They were not, you know, able to hit you with any precision. Um, right. It looked like so. Right. Yeah. Well, its wheels are nice and tiny, and they're kind of protected too, so that's mm. a little less of an issue that they would get taken out. Yeah, and speaking of vehicles, um, I wanted to focus a little bit more on them because, you know, with the new landscape, it's uh, it's just going to change our play styles so much uh, as it regards using vehicles. I wonder if the bumpiness of the terrain is actually going to make it a little bit harder to shoot, like get headshots and land shots on people in vehicles because they're going to be bumping around so much and changing elevation so much as they drive along. <laughs> yeah. Although, conversely, I think that the bumpiness of the terrain um, makes people, including myself, a little more inclined to just drive on the road, which means that... So, like, one thing about the new map is we, we've we kind of lost the opportunity for bridge camping um, and, and dealing with the problems of bridge camping. I, I haven't seen Final Circle's that have forced me to cross the bridge. I'm sure right. they happened, but yeah. definitely not with the frequency that Erangel had. Um, but, but because people are more likely to drive on the road, I think road camping is now a little bit more of a legitimate strategy. Um, and I've, I've definitely mm-hmm. encountered people on multiple occasions where they're just like hanging out behind that Volkswagen waiting for me to chug along and mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. you know they're uh totally. next they're time i get an m249 i will find a strategic road to camp and <laughs> yeah. just light them up yeah right <laughs> yeah roads yep. definitely feel significantly more important to me on this map as opposed to in erangal where they just feel like it's like another stretch of ground that just has a different texture on it um, whereas in this map, it feels like whether you take the road or or not is going to change a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's because I mean that the like you were saying, the terrain's so much more varied in uh, in Miramar, but in Erangel, like a lot of the terrain is relatively flat, um, or it's like good stretches of flat terrain. Um, and with and some, even the hills are kind of flat in a way that the kind of low level terrain, if you will, or like on the from like if you have to cross a 100 foot stretch on a hill slope, it's right. kind of an even slope, not bumpy. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Yep. Also, I just wanted to point out that um, in, in a map that has less cover, I think people are going to be relying more on vehicles to get around because just running across this exposed expanse of desert is just going to make you so vulnerable to snipers that I really feel like you're going to want to prioritize getting a vehicle on this map over Erangel, where it didn't necessarily feel as vital. Like maybe it was just to escape the circle, whereas in Miramar it might actually be tactical to get a vehicle just because you need to travel through exposed areas more quickly. And on the subject of cover, uh, I've also been noticing how the buildings, buildings are really important cover now um, that there's less trees and random other things to hide behind. And I've been noticing how uh, one of the things that stands out to me on this map is that the variety in the buildings is huge. 
there's just so many more kinds of buildings. They haven't just been, there's not just rows of cookie cutter recycled house layouts in this map. But also I've noticed that a lot of the interiors are actually really claustrophobic. They feel a lot smaller, the hallways are narrower, and the fights feel really like you don't have a lot of room for them. Yeah, they do. You're, you're, yes, I, yeah. i not quite sure what to think about that, um, but I've noticed a lot of the apartment buildings in particular like, that have multiple stories. It is... I mean, it's like they've designed them to spec with, like, normal buildings, which normal buildings don't really leave a lot of room for moving left and right. And, um, you know, they're not built with gunfights in mind. So it very much, I mean, it feels like there are spaces where um, I'm not, like, I have no intention of spending any time. Like, I'm going to go there, I'm going to look for an odd, look for my loot, and then I'm going to be gone. Mm -hmm. And that might be part of the design decision as well. Like they're not fighting spaces. So mm-hmm. people are not like, it, it just, it's completely illogical to sit and wait in that space. Unless you're like really trying to hide and avoid people. Yeah. Um, you know, there's another thing about this, the sizing of things and the structures, the um, I've noticed a kind of maybe a larger variance in window sizes. Um, and, and definitely window sizing plus positioning where that last game you were playing, Alex, you were in this, it was kind of like a shack, mm-hmm. but it had two windows. It, it was kind of a two by one shack, right? So it was like twice as long as it was wide and had a really big doorway, um, not a normal size door at all. And then two very large open windows on the other side from where the door was. And then one like medium sized window with the door side. And I think that was it. I don't think there were windows on the short sides, but it's just so different than what we saw in any structure in Erangel. Yeah. Um, and it was a yeah. kind of a particularly like good if you want to look around building, but bad if you want cover building. Um, but one other thing that I'm wondering if they're going to have in the full release is map selection when you choose your, your server settings, because right now you just get loaded into Erangel or Miramar randomly and you don't have any say in it. And so I'm super psyched about Miramar. I haven't played it nearly enough to like know the map. I just want to explore it and um, playing in Erangel, even though there's some improvements applied, I'm just still like twice as psyched about playing Miramar than I am to play Erangel. And so I really hope that they give us the option on December 20th to choose. Mm-hmm. Um, right now you're typically left with about 50 people who don't quit out of Erangel. Um, mm-hmm. And so if they keep that as being random, it's just going to be slow games in Erangel um, that, I don't know, it doesn't, it, it's in that way, I think it's broken. Unless they're going to throw people into the game because people quit. Um, like sure. have a second plan come through or something. Right. right? And like, <laughs> that happens. Or, or just delay the start of the game a little bit. Yeah. Fill up. Yeah. Put 130 people on the server to make up for the 50 people that leave. Um, but right. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit torn on that. Um, because 
one of the things I really appreciate about the the experience of playing PUBG is compared to other games I play, it is so simple. Like we just group up and we hit play. It, you know, maybe we choose the number of people that like like the size of the teams that we're we're going to participate in. But there's a lot of beauty to that simplicity when I compare that to just almost any other game I play. Right. Um, the only other game that I feel like really gets it right is Overwatch. <laughs> Overwatch right. seems to have a really slick interface that I can trust. And that's the other thing. Like other games try to do it, but I don't, they don't pull it off or whatever. Right. No, it's, we've had so many experiences where we we just can't get in a game together. Like you, I'm you looking at off. you, Battlefield. Yeah, Battlefield <laughs> 1 in particular yeah, is right. a fucking nightmare. It um, is. It sometimes works, but it's you, you feel lucky when it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yep. So that, that's one thing like that. If we weren't able to choose the maps... Um, I think with the player count, it's probably irrelevant with only two maps. But the thing is that they're they're talking about introducing a third map. I really, I genuinely hope that we get four maps out of this game. Um, and, uh, you know, I if we get four maps, I don't want to necessarily choose what map I'm going to play. Like, I'd I'd almost prefer to just be thrown mm. into. You know, yeah, Call of Duty style. I could, I could like, agree with that, um, and maybe have a vote system if if they're good. well. I guess you don't. The server doesn't carry over. Yeah, right. um, but I wonder if they will do that. Other rather than sitting in a you know a lobby on the island again, you just yeah. stick with the same people. But yeah, be interesting. So I I did remember what we were talking about after after we were reminded that China is number one. Um, which is that the the problem with the variation in Miramar is that I find it a little bit more difficult to actually visually spot people. Like to, it's like my my brain isn't used to seeing all this stuff in front of me, and it's all a bunch of unfamiliar stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and picking out uh, a player among that that visual noise can be problematic. In town, anyways, I've I've noticed that like it can be harder for me to spot people. Um, have you guys run into that at all? Oh yeah, I've definitely encountered that. Where I mean, it's just a new map, so you don't. It's, it's there's just so many places to look, and you don't know where to look, and you know it's just it's overwhelming. I'm still having these moments of like, oh look, there's a cool building. This is a really cool environment, and then all of a sudden, I'm dead. Yeah. Well, there was a guy with a, a Waldo shirt 50 feet from me. Um, and it was like, it took me two seconds after he started shooting at me. <laughs> like, I knew where he was because of the noise. And I was looking right at him. And he was standing out in the open. But it's like, I couldn't, I couldn't recognize. It, it was like he had chameleon camouflage on background. Right, right. Yeah, this is an interesting game in that respect because um, it's this kind of real-world textures and coloration as opposed, to, as opposed to a more arcade game where you just have kind of flat textures uh, for the map and then the players are bright and colorful and stick out. Like, think about Halo, for example. Yeah. 
you know, a player, you can't hide in Halo. Like, right. you, especially not in, in plain sight. There's no way. Um, you can hide behind something. But if you're standing in the open, you're going to be super easy to see. And that's it's definitely not true for this game. Um, especially at range. But it depends, too. You know, if you're on a hill, you're going to be seen. But, yep. yeah. No, yep. it's just a kind yep. of flatter, everything kind of, it's a busier, flatter um, kind of visual scene in this game. I think it's just going to take time, for, for me anyways, to make it very like just natural and and my brain can immediately pick people out. I think it's just going to take a lot of hours of playing to make that Mm -hmm. feel second nature again. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is that we take it for granted how much time we've spent playing on Erangel and um, we're just used to where people can be at this point. It's like, if we're taking fire from somewhere, we can be like, oh, the Harry Potter tower, or oh, they're probably on the other end of the bridge. Or, um, you know, we, we just have a feel for the flow of how things go in that environment. Um, we, we know where to look in the houses, and, and we also know where people typically like to camp. And we don't have any of that information in this new map. So it's like each each fight is really novel and we have to figure those things out. I mean, I was watching Shroud uh, streaming the new map and he had this moment where he was taking fire and he's like in the middle of a city and he's looking around frantically and he's just like, I don't know where this person is. I don't know where to look. Can they get up on that roof? I don't know. And then sure enough, it ended up like someone was up on this high roof and he's like, oh my God, I didn't know they could get up there. So... That's one thing that the the um, kill cam the kill cam is so important for reasons like that, where if you get killed by somebody in some random spot, you can at least understand maybe start to look there the future. Um, yeah, I kind of wonder if that was a quality of life decision on the developer's part, um, so they don't have to process as many like cheating accusations, right? Where. <laughs> It's just like you could watch the kill cam and be like, "Oh no, they were they were kind of close," and <laughs> like they they just landed those shots. And because uh, I feel like I would often feel like an Aaron goal. I mean, I had a pretty good filter for it, but there were times where I would just get laid out in <laughs> a fraction of a second and not know where it came from, and think like, "Yeah, it could have been a cheater," but I'm not sure. I just have no idea what happened. Yeah, people get lucky. I mm-hmm. mean, it does happen, or people are really high skilled and get lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like some some people are quick to assume cheater, and then you know blue hole gets flooded with cheat reports. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely part of it. Um, and uh, Brendan is player unknown is saying from the get go that he wanted to have three uh, D playback that would actually you could see the whole match unfold um, in three D, kind of in a third-person god mode after the fact. So I think the the kill cam kind of fits with that intention. I don't think we're going to get it on the 1.0 release, though. <laughs> it's still a it's, it's still a future future item. I wish I could talk about weapons, but I just haven't had enough mileage with any of the new weapons to, to really say Well, they're sweet. Out. I'll say that. I, yeah. I'll say that I'm, I'm excited about everything that they've added. The Winchester is a lot of fun even if I haven't gotten a lot of kills with it. And um, the new revolver is a beast. 
sawed off shotgun is great. What else? What else has been added? That's it. Just those three. Yeah. yeah. I have to say the new revolver is by far my favorite of those weapons. Just because I hated the old revolver, it was my least favorite weapon on Erangel, and I just feel like they fixed everything I didn't like about it. They fixed the reload time. It's now a magazine reload instead of bullet by bullet. And you can put a red dot on it. And it's actually a real red dot and not the crappy nerfed red dot that you get for the other pistols. So good job them. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Well, it makes me hope that they buff the, the Erangel revolver, that they they somehow either make speed up the reloading or, frankly, the reloading I'm okay with. It's the fire rate that kills me more than anything mm. else. The fact that I got to sit there and go, poo, poo. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. uh, or uh, even that I could manage if I had a freaking sight with it. So it's just. I wonder. I, I mean, the fire rate for the new one seems pretty comparable, though. I'm actually going to look up the stats, and it looks like there's none on there for. Uh, oh, that's a bummer. They haven't. Uh, PUBG.me hasn't updated for the new weapons. Hmm. That's kind of surprising. Yeah. I find it interesting that two out of the three guns introduced on Miramar both take 45 mil. Um, And I think that's maybe because they're trying to make 45 mil more relevant. I've noticed that on Erangel, a lot of the 45 mil weapons, I'll pass them up for their, for, for counterparts that take different ammo. So like, you know, I'll definitely upgrade um, a Tommy gun to an ump or even a vector. I mean, the vector can be devastating, but it takes a lot of work to get it there. And definitely I'll, I'll usually prefer a P92 over either of the 45 mil pistols on Erangel. So anyway, that just interests me. It seems like they're trying to give the 45 mil some more action on Miramar. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that we've seen them kind of build out around the uh, what I would argue is like the lack of uh, certain weapons using ammo in a in a given class. What's weird to me is that the DP twenty eight, as far as I understand, isn't in Miramar. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I really liked about the introduction of the DP twenty eight is it actually gave us another spawnable uh, map weapon that uses seven mil. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we've got all these great five mil uh, assault rifles and then just, just the AK in that class. Mm-hmm. So um, I hope that they continue to balance that out and, and make every, every ammo type relevant. Right. Um, if for no other reason than when we're in squads of four, we're not all fighting over the same same boxes of ammo. Yeah, which kind of brings up the the seven mil category. Actually, no, it's it's still quite relevant, I guess, for the new map. We lost the DP twenty eight, but we still have Car ninety eight, SKS, and AK, mm-hmm. which are all super great guns for this map. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. They are. They are my favorite combos to run is uh, an SKS and AK. Uh, yeah, but I'd be I'd be 
pretty happy with a Mini 14 and an M4 16 as well. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's something about like the the seven mil guns that I feel like just fits with the environment in Miramar. Mm-hmm. Um, that AK just looks at home in the desert. <laughs> yeah, and, I think all the Woodstock guns do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Car 98, and uh, I, I really I hope that they put the DP 98 in Miramar, and I hope I'm just wrong on this because I feel like the DP 28 actually would fit in that map quite nicely. Mm. Yeah, I agree, especially since, as we were talking about, it seems like vehicles, if anything, are going to get even more important on Miramar, and the DP-28 is like a mini M249. It's a good vehicle-wasting weapon. So, yeah, I think it would fit the flavor of this map really well. I wonder if it's just that they haven't gotten around to implementing it in this new map yet because it's such a new weapon. I mean, maybe that's a strange explanation for it, but I'm just curious as to its omission from this map. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Or they're trying to make, you know, increase the the flavor of each map, kind of have weapons specific to each. What would be super interesting is if they go down the road of um, having crate specific, crate slash map specific guns. So like, you only get this gun in a crate in this map. and of course, it'd be like crazy awesome too. But I feel like that would that would be something kind of special. As to what that would be in each given map, I, I don't know. You guys have any thoughts? Like what the ultimate individual map weapon would be? Uh, like the ultimate singular weapon for this map? Yeah, like if if you had like a special crate weapon that was in Miramar, mm. and then well, not in Erangel, and vice versa. What kind of weapon would you envision? being yeah i don't know i think so at least for miramar i would i would love like a winchester variant that could go full auto and you could put a scope on it that would be that would be a sick mm. crate only gun um and like that like is it what is it called the mk14 or whatever yeah 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 i like that but in, but with like the winchester mil. yeah <laughs> yeah and something uh, that would hit hit harder than the that uh, MK14. Yeah. Um. And then uh, I this maybe is just totally random, but I feel like the M249 is actually a nice exclusive to uh, Arangel. Yeah, I totally agree. It's a great gun on Arangel, especially like for bridge gram- bridge camping. It just takes out cars so quickly. Takes out boats. It takes out everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the Winchester, though, do you guys have much experience with it yet? I've heard people saying it's a laser beam within its effective range. Of course, its effective range is shorter than a lot of weapons because you can't put any sights on it. You just use the iron sights. But people say that it can be a pretty good headshot. That's what it seems like. Yeah, from the videos I've seen and from my own experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still learning to judge the bullet speed and the drop. So I haven't actually gotten a lot of hits with it yet. Um, I think I'm bleeding too much with it. Um, yeah, me too. Like treating it kind of like an AR trajectory. I mm-hmm. think it's a little zippier. So. 
Yeah, it seems kind of like a mini fourteen to me in terms of how it behaves. Yeah, I think that's probably a good analogy. One thing that's hard for me in Miramar is to see my bullet drop. So, and and with the Winchester because of the iron sights, that's even an, like a harder thing to do. Because um, to see your bullet drop, you're going to have to, well, shoot at the distances where it matters. I don't know if you can even see it without a scope. Right. Uh, you need a sighter, a spotter. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Where's our damn binoculars? I'm, I'm kind of serious. Like, oh, that, that's a great point, man. Wow. I know that was talked about a while ago, but on Miramar in particular, like binoculars would really be wow. awesome. That really opens up some ideas to have an equipment slot where you could have something like binoculars or who knows what else. But Or flares. Yeah. Um, flares would be fun just as a way to like work with your teammates. Yeah, totally. So before we move on from the weapons, I just want to know if either of you guys have had any luck with the double barrel, the sawed-off double barrel sidearm, because out of all these weapons, that one seems to me like the one that people might actually hang on to the most into the late game. It might stay relevant longer than the revolver or the Winchester. It's good. I haven't had any. I saw Alex get killed by one, and it was like... <laughs> Like I think it, it was a one shot from twenty five feet. Yeah, I didn't have any armor on. It's early yeah. game. Yeah. Um, pretty sure I've gotten a kill with it. Um, <laughs> I enjoy shooting tires out with it. <laughs> uh, it's pretty effective for that. But I also really just like the fact that we have a shotgun, um, ammo type in the pistol category. I think that. Uh, you know, in those small claustrophobic spaces, I might actually even opt for using that over other things. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. I was just thinking that this is like, for me, it's I'm starting to think of it as like a shoddy sniper map, where <laughs> like ARs are still relevant, but anything at range, I definitely want a sniper on this map. Yeah, and if you're in an urban area, there's a lot of cover. And there's a lot of ways to move around and reduce your, the sight lines um, around you. And so I think shoddy snipers actually sounds like kind of a fun challenge for this map. Um, that wouldn't be that hard to pull off. I, I wouldn't feel like I was giving up a whole lot if I just stuck with the double barrel in a car 98. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's the good thing about this new shotgun is that you you don't, have to compromise i mean you don't have to be resigned to just those two if you don't want to you can you can have it all on Miramar. and i think that's probably a good place to wrap up our podcast for this week i'm sure that we could all spend hours more just talking about this new map and how great it is and how excited we are to be playing with it so we'll just continue to plug away at it and i'll i'll get a lot more time under my belt before our next podcast so I'll be able to talk more from a knowing place around it, less from a speculative place. Yeah. I think there's a lot. We've only just scratched the surface on Miramar in particular. Um, there's, a, there's still a lot more to talk about. Mm -hmm. Hell, hopefully I can log like 100 hours before next week and be able to talk <laughs> about all the weapons. Like There you go. With stories yeah. <laughs> and some, some personally collected stats. That mm -hmm. is my dream. <laughs> let's, 
get started on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's go have some fun in the Death Bowl. <laughs> yeah, the Death Bowls. I want to talk about uh, Hacienda del Patron. Or Hacienda del Patron, if you will. <laughs> and um, that's my, my favorite singular location, I think, so far. Cool. So, anyway, thanks for joining me again, Robin and Al. And uh, thank you, the listener, for joining us on the Winner Winner podcast. And we'll be back next week for more discussion of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Which is good. I'm going to argue like it's like on the whole good, but there are, it's not like it doesn't come with some con as well. Mm-hmm. China number one. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs>